Welcome to the Faith Assembly Podcast. We're so glad that you joined us today. It is our desire at Faith to help you connect, grow, and go in your walk with God. We hope you're encouraged by this message from Pastor Steve. If you have your Bibles with you this morning, I want to invite you to turn with me to John's Gospel, the 16th chapter, John chapter 16, and uh, I want to talk to you for just a few minutes this morning about the suggested moves, the suggested moves. As a, as a Pentecostal church, and we are, you know, as a statement of faith, we are a Pentecostal church, which if you're not very familiar with the lingo of church life and you don't understand exactly what that means, that means that we believe that the Holy Spirit is very much active and alive in the body of Christ and that he manifests himself through charismatic gifts that we see listed in the New Testament. And um, we, we, uh, we see those and we expect and anticipate those in our worship and in our lives that the Lord would move in our hearts and in our lives, in our midst, in our fellowship in very supernatural ways and that he would express himself uh, and lead us and guide us and edify us together through the gifts of the Spirit. And so we spend a lot of time as a Pentecostal church, especially uh, speaking about those things and emphasizing those type uh, spiritual gifts, those charismatic gifts, and uh, mainly focusing on what happens on the interior as we are gathered together and the Holy Spirit is moving in our midst to edify the body of Christ. But today I want to focus on something, and that is the, the multifaceted nature of the work of the Holy Spirit, that not only is he here among us as we're here in this place, worshiping and manifesting himself in various ways through, through various gifts and, and abilities and talents that he has, he has gifted the body as it pleased him, but he is here to go with you out of this place to guide you and to direct you and to inspire and inform you. He wants to walk with you. He wants to inform you and fellowship with you. As a matter of fact, we just celebrated Easter last week and at the lead up, if you read the gospels, the lead up to the passion of the Christ, uh, the passion of Christ and the subsequent crucifixion, uh, resurrection of Jesus, all of those things, when Jesus began to tell his followers that he was going to suffer these things, it was somewhat troublesome for them. And, and they began to, you know, just think about all the good things that Jesus was doing as he walked this earth, as he was healing people and just speaking life and just uh, doing these amazing things that they were bearing witness to. And it began to trouble them. And they said, Lord, you, these things can't be happening to you. They couldn't figure out how this was to anybody's good for this thing to happen to Jesus. But Jesus in John chapter 16 says this, nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I go away. King James says, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. 
And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment, of sin because they do not believe in me, of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more, of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, Jesus said, you've seen me do amazing things. You've heard me declare magnificent truths and there's still more that you need to know church let me tell you something today it doesn't matter how long you've been to church it doesn't matter how many pews you've warmed how many sermons you've heard how many podcasts you've listened to how mature you think you are there is still a greater truth for you to know there's a greater wisdom for you to gain there's a greater discernment for you to have and, and those things come into our lives through the work of the Holy Spirit. As a matter of Jesus continues and says, however, there's still stuff for you to know. However, when he, the spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak and he will tell you things to come. The reason I want to emphasize this to you today is because if you've heard me say this one time, I'm sure by now you've heard me say it a thousand, is that I believe the church of Jesus Christ ought to be a victorious people. I I believe that the church of Jesus Christ ought to be a joy-filled people. I believe that the church of Jesus Christ ought to be a people that abound in life and, and, and fullness. Now... With that being said, life is full of choices. Life is full of choices and sometimes depending on the choices we make, we are either drained or we are filled. We are either defeated or we rise victorious. We are either fulfilled or we are left aching with a want for more. We are satisfied or we are distressed based on the choices that we make. And this life that is so full of choices is also very full of suggestions as to how those choices get made. How many of you you have ever faced decisions in this life, you've had choices set before you, and you you had a singular choice to make with a multitude of voices? That were, that were each and every one trying to inspire in you a pathway that you should take, a, a decision, a, a choice that you should make, and, and they're wanting to influence the way that you think about something. You know, we, every day our world is filled with people who are telling us how to respond. One of the interesting things I note, and I, 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 I'm trying not to be on a soapbox, but I just, I have to call awareness to it because I want you to be a discerning people. I want you to be wise people. I want you to be a discerning body. And I, I've just got to mention this today, and I'll pass, I'll pass by it quickly. But, you know, when I was a kid, I remember that when the evening news came on, they came on and they reported the news that means they told you what was happening in the local context in the national context and the global context they let you know what was happening in the hometown and then after that maybe across the state 
the local news would go off, the evening news would come on with the national syndicate, and they would tell you what was happening across the nation and around the world. That was it. They just told you what was happening. Now we've got 24-hour news programming, and they don't simply tell you what's happening, but along with the telling of what's happening, there's also a suggestion of how you and I ought to feel about it, how we ought to think about it, how we ought to respond to it. And I don't know about you, but I don't know where these people stand spiritually. I don't know where their faith is. I don't, know where, I don't know where they get their information from that makes them the authority to speak into my life to tell me how I ought to think, feel, or respond to world issues. And there are a multitude, suggestions abound every day as to what our reaction ought to be to a certain situation. Well-intended friends even come to us. How many, how many of you ever, have you ever heard, well, if it was me, well, if it was me, if I found myself in this situation, I can tell you what I would do. And they proceed telling us how they would handle the situation. Add to all of this the idea, the fact that we have our own ideas about how things ought to work, don't we? I mean, we, we just, as a matter of fact, we wake up every day and with the, with the rising of the sun comes a whole new dawning of ideas that we have about how our day is supposed to turn out. We, just, we, we have ideas about how everything ought to be ourselves. And, and then, then, then on top of all of that, there's the voice of our adversary whom Jesus identifies as a liar and the father of lies, and he too is continually adding to the influences around us, trying to sway us and lead us astray. It happens. It's a reality. The other day I was, um, I had a few, few minutes of downtime, and uh, I pulled out my iPad, and I proceeded to play a game. And Pastor Lisa walks by. She says, what are you doing? I said, I'm playing a game. She stopped dead in her tracks. She said, you're doing what? She said, you are playing a game? I said, I'm playing a game. Because she's so used to seeing me there working or doing whatever. Just It was an oddity. But here's what I realized in my game. It's one of these games that if you sit and ponder what move to make next long enough, it will pop up with a suggested next move. It will suggest a move for you. Even this little video game, it would suggest a move for you. Now, it came to a point in this game where I was at a standstill. I was trying to figure out what to do next, what is the right move to make. And, and this game suggested this next move for me because I didn't make, and this world will try to rush you. I wasn't ready to move, but the press, the press around me, move, move. The light flashed, the highlighter came on, move, make a move, do it now. I wasn't ready to move. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do. And I was just about to tap the screen and make the suggested move. 
And so I'm sitting there studying that. I'm just about to make that move when all of a sudden I see, wait a minute, this move is not the move I need to make. In that moment, I realized that the suggested move is not always the right move. The suggested move is not always the right move. And in that moment, with that, I realized the value of discernment. I, I realized in that moment the value of caution in reference to the inputs that you and I allow into our lives. Who is suggesting to you the move that ought to be made? What is their authority? On what grounds do you give them the right to speak into your life? I'm going to tell you something. You can come into this place Sunday after Sunday after Sunday, and I can share with you uh, captivating thoughts. I can entertain you our group can can entertain you and you can just say oh this is great and I love this and I love that and I love the other thing but at the moment that we began to veer away from a scriptural foundation we have no longer the right to inform you or to suggest to you anything that you need to do in this life because the minute that we move away from the authority of the word of God is the moment that we have moved into the subjectiveness of our own opinion. And I'm telling you that humanity at large and the body of Christ by large along with it is following the prompts of an antichrist system and world order and they are going after it hook, line, and sinker and the people that are suggesting the pathway of, of the right way have no authority whatsoever to influence or inspire you in the least. My game reminded me that the suggestive move is not always the right move. Now, I, I'm, trying to, I'm trying not to turn you all into raving cynics this morning, but I want to make you aware that this world is full of counselors, would-be counselors. We, we see them, as we mentioned, we see them on the evening news. We, they write screenplays and the lyrics to the music we hear. They propagate agendas through the mediums of politic, uh, politics. They inform us through commercial advertising. They in, incite through the tongues of liars and manipulators. And here's the interesting thing. It all sounds so good. Their, their logic is ironclad in context. Their, their arguments and suggestions, they, they make sense. The, the suggestions certainly appeal to our emotions. And for the most part, they stroke our ego and our pride. And, and, and the honest truth is, some of the most inciting suggestions are the exact things that we want to hear. They are the things that we want to hear because they are the things that appeal to our carnality. They are the things that appeal to our humanity. And, and when we're hearing the word of the Lord that says, uh, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies living sacrifices, holy and acceptable unto God, which is a reasonable service. There's something in the natural man that goes, ooh, 
that begins to close up when we hear Jesus say, if any man's going to follow me, he's got to take up his cross. In other words, he's got to die to himself daily and follow after me. And that, ooh, that natural man begins to close up and begins to resist. But there's a, there's a lying spirit in this world that will suggest and recommend to you and I exactly what we want to hear and entice us and call us and draw us and try to persuade us. Their reason is sound. Their logic is ironclad. There are so many occasions. There are so many occasions in the Bible. I I tried, I racked my brain all week long trying to trying to come up with one singular instance that I could just use as the narrative for this message today but the problem was I couldn't just find one I found so many I found so many and I'm certainly not trying to trying to be cliche this morning but this is what happened to Eve in the garden when the serpent came and began to whisper lies in her ear he appealed to what her natural being wanted to hear he appealed to the pride he appealed to the ego he appealed to those natural senses And and she succumbed to that and made the suggested move, which you and I know and are still reaping the effects that that was not the right move. Then there's Abraham. Abraham heeded the suggestion of his wife, Sarah. In a moment when the promise of God was before him and seemed far off, he took matters in his own hand. And then he had the issue of Ishmael to deal with for the rest of his life. Sometimes even we can follow the recommended move, we can follow the suggested move, and we still end up somewhere in the blessing of God, but the blessing of God is tainted with the reality of what we've done. I know a lot of people, I've seen a lot of friends that died. They died, they loved Jesus with all their heart, but because of the allure of the world, they have pulled them in to drug addiction and alcoholism and the abuse of their body, the continual and prolonged abuse of their body. Later in life, they found Christ and they loved him, but it did not negate in the physical sense the burden and the bondage of the years of the wrong choices of following that suggested move. The world said, if it feels good, do it. And they did it. And even though their heart was filled with the joy of his salvation, their bodies bore the pain of following the wrong move. The children of Israel suggested to Aaron that He should make a golden calf for them to worship while Moses was on the mountain receiving the Ten Commandments. And I could just go on and on and on and on. Somebody told Absalom it was a good idea to chase down David and try to kill him. And he heeded. He heeded. But I want to tell you something today, church. Somewhere in us, Somewhere in us, if we're prayed up, if we're read up, if we're studied in the word of the Lord and we are filled with the spirit of God. I, I, I watch so many believers who allow themselves to get caught up in what I call the fuss of the day, the noise of society. They swallow the word of the commentator hook, 
line and sinker and they respond in rank and file fashion with the rest of the world and they live tumultuous and frustrated lives. They live fearful and anxious lives. But if we're walking in the counsel of the Holy Spirit and his gift of discernment is active in our lives, there is going to be times, there are going to be times when you're going to think to yourself on what's being suggested to you as a course of action and you're going to think to yourself, well, that all sounds great. But I don't think that's right that sounds really good but I don't think that's right why because there's a way that seems right to a man but the end is destruction but his word is truth his word is right and, and let me tell you something, I don't care today and I'm not trying to create enmity between you and your family members or anything like that, but, but sometimes we have a hard time standing in the truth when we've got loved ones around us who are endorsing and embracing a lie. Is it okay I said that? And, and we want to give a pass to the lie of the adversary just because somebody around us agrees with it in theory. Or even in practice, we'll say, well, well that's okay. I mean, they, they love the Lord, but I want to tell you something. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of it is destruction. The end of it is destruction. There, there's not going to be any passage just because it's some of our people or some of our, some of our folks that are engaged in it. The end of it is destruction. And we need to pray for them. We need to intercede. We need to stand in the gap. We need to witness. We need to do whatever we need to do. There's a way that seems right to a man, but the end is destruction. But the wisdom of God ushered into our lives by the Holy Spirit brings life. It brings life. And, and discernment is lacking in our lives when we engage in the good idea that leads us away from kingdom values. Can I tell you something? There are, there are a lot of great causes. There are a lot of great causes in this world. Wonderful, wonderful, noble causes. But at the moment that your support of your cause leads you to a place where you can't love your neighbor as yourself, you've begun to step away from kingdom value and you are going astray. At the point that your support of the good cause leads you to a place where you're harboring bitterness and, and animosity towards your brother or sister, you are being led astray and discernment is lacking in your life. When we engage in the good idea that leads us to places of spiritual destruction, you are being led astray and discernment is lacking in your life. When we engage in the good idea that keeps us spiritually and emotionally immature, discernment is lacking in our lives. Because you know the, the, the point of us coming together today, of worshiping the Lord in unison, of laboring together for the kingdom of God, is that you and I would grow up into the stature and the full measure of Christ. Right? You got that, right? When we engage in the good idea that is rooted in fear, that's rooted in pride, that's rooted in insecurity, that's rooted in spite and vengeance, 
Discernment is lacking in our lives. Discernment is lacking in our decision-making capacities. Let me, let me go back to my video game for just a second. Had it not been for, just for comparison's sake, I'm not, I'm not going to say that, you know, that the Holy Ghost was all over me while I was playing solitaire. But for comparison's sake, had it not been for just a bit of discernment to say, now wait a minute, this is the suggested move, but that's the right move. What would have happened is that I would have very quickly run into a dead end and lost my game. And there's a lot of folks under the sound of my voice today, maybe some who are watching online right now, and you've been, you've been jumping here and you've been shifting over there and you've been moving this way and that way and doing this thing, that thing and another thing because it's the suggested move. And you're living a life that is full, full of frustration. It's full of anger. It's full of anxiety. It's full of disappointment and depression and despondency and all these things that have nothing to do with what the Lord has promised for your life. Because every time there's a suggestion, you say, and you just move and move and move and move. But I want to tell you something today. If you will listen really closely in the middle of it all, you will hear a small, still voice that'll say to you, this is the way, walk in it. And that is the, that is the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. There'll be something that says, hey, I know that looks good right now, but that's not what you need to do because that's not according to kingdom value. It's not aligned with the truth of God. You you don't need to do that stand still it doesn't matter how much the lights flash or people suggest or the world presses stand still and know that I am God be still and listen for the voice of God in your life but had it not been for that little moment of pause to say whoa, whoa wait a minute this is not what I need to do it, it appeared to be a friendly prompt just something to help me along the way. But had I followed the prompt, I would have been led to a dead end and game over. I would not have been victorious. What was happening was, I thought I was playing the game. But it turns out the game was playing me. Some of you think you're playing the game of life. As it turns out, quite frankly, the game may be playing you. I suggest to people all the time that you need to get up and happen to your life rather than your life happening to you. People say life happens. Sure it does. But I, I want to happen to my life. Purpose. That's right. Living a life on purpose. You will never end up at a good destination by mistake. You will, you will end up there on purpose every time. 
and, and some of you have been and maybe are being played right now. You're, you're angry over stuff that's not even worth being angry over. Your whole life is consumed with things that when a review of this life is made won't matter at all. You may be here today and you're dealing with an Ishmael situation where you got ahead of God according to the move that was suggested to you by your own emotion or your own reason or the lies of the adversary. And the sad reality is that you're being robbed of your victory because you're following a suggested move that's rooted in fallacy and deception. But I've got good news. You don't have to be played anymore. You don't have to be played anymore. You can stand up. Because I'm going to give you this piece of advice today. The suggested move is not always the right move unless it's the move that corresponds with the truth of God and the guidance of the Holy Spirit. You, you may feel foolish following the recommendation of the Spirit, the, the guidance of the Word. You may feel foolish at first doing that, but here's the thing. You won't be foolish once you've done it. See, the difference is oftentimes the suggested move. When the, when the suggestions of this world come to us, we feel oh so wise in doing it but in the end we know that we've been foolish the reverse of that is true when the Holy Spirit is leading us sometimes we might feel foolish in the doing but after it's done we will know that we've been walking in the wisdom of God and can I tell you something it's better for you to feel foolish than it is for you to be foolish because feeling foolish don't cost you nothing being foolish will cost you a lot. I can tell you from personal experience, it's better to feel foolish following Jesus than it is to be foolish walking after the ways of this world. It may be painful in the moment to, to crucify the flesh, but your spirit will flourish and your joy will be restored. You may have to humble yourself and submit your will to God, but God will lift you up and bring his will to pass in your life. Maybe others will call you crazy, but the Lord will reward your wisdom. Here's the way it goes. You ready for this? And we're closing. Jesus said, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man. Now, I got to stop here for a point of clarification in this verse. Whoever hears these words, that's part, but that's only part. It doesn't say whoever hears these words will be wise because wisdom is not simply the knowing of a thing. Wisdom is the action in accordance with what is known. The right application of knowledge. And Jesus says, therefore, whoever hears these sayings of mine and does them, I will liken him to a wise man who built his house on a rock. And the rain descended, 
and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. Here's the suggested move of the world. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be likened to a foolish man who built his house on the sand. This guy's being played. This is the person who's being played right here. There's a suggestion that's appealing to the pride, the ego, the, the flesh that, that, is, that is what we want to hear. It's, it's like the, the satisfying the itching ear. It's telling us exactly what we want to hear. Somebody done you wrong and, and the recommendation is, well, if I were you, I would go and I'd do this and I'd give them a piece of my mind. And You know what? If you're like me, you need to be careful with that because there's not a lot to give away. But this is a person here who's being played. They're, they're running after the suggestive moves of life. And everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it fell. And great was its fall. Now, As we're standing here today, James chapter one, James admonishes us that we need to be doers of the word and not hearers only. So I wanna encourage you today that if you're in this place and you say, Pastor, I, I am living with frustration. I am living with anxieties and things that I have, I have, the world said jump, I said how high. The suggestions came my way and I said that sounds great, but I never cross-referenced what was suggested to me with the truth of the word and now I'm in a mess. I'm all, I'm all balled up inside. I've got so much stuff going on in the inside of me. I've got more emotional baggage than I can handle. I've got more mental anguish than I know what to do with. And I, I just wanna encourage you today that Jesus is here as we celebrated last Sunday he's not in an empty tomb he's here he's here to make an exchange he's here to make a change in your life we hope you enjoyed this inspirational message today if you would like more information about Faith Assembly please visit us on the web at faith-assembly.org thanks again for joining us and we hope you have a blessed day